Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is so bad, it's good. It's so annoying, it's hilarious. <laughs> Eugene, Oregon, which if you don't know Eugene, it's, it sits there cheek bejowl with the University of Oregon. Uh, I love, love that part of the country. My kids, uh, a couple of my kids went to school in the Willamette Valley of Oregon, for instance. Um, but Eugene is insanely left there being in a college area. It's, it, it makes Berkeley look like Omaha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's it's uh, Portlandia South. Anyway, this is a school board meeting. There's a fair amount of tape, but uh, stick with it. Trust me on this. It starts with this fella making a benign point about communication between staff and the board. Now, the point is so benign, you're going to think, why the hell am I listening to this? It's important you hear how benign it is to understand the absurdity of what follows. Okay. So, Michael, we'll start with 70. We'll pause a little bit, but I think we'll just roll on. Hit us with 70, and we'll go from there. Just to get a little more specific and about what the, like, usually we look at policy because there's some concern or problem to be solved, and I'm not clear. I mean, essentially, if the concern is that there's too much communication between, I have no idea what it is, but if it were too much communication between um, board member employees and board members that was somebody's concern I would not support a discussion about that if the concern is it's too little or too restricted communication between employees and board members when a voter we've already voted on it well, we didn't though we just took a straw poll 
You're yep. not going to answer Gordon's question as to. It's what just a question. It's not. It doesn't change. Well, I think the conversation will happen next week. We could have had it this week, but I listened to everybody, which that included you, Gordon, who was saying, "Let's give staff a chance to have talk about this, and then we'll have a conversation." We're all tired, and it is really unkind to staff to keep them here longer than they, we need to. So, and I, I also, we've already decided that this is going to happen. So um, me catering to your wants is not necessary at this point. Roll on, Michael. Wait for it. Okay. So it sounds like we're not going to hear the why behind the request. Gordon. I mentioned earlier my needs. I think what you're scared about is that I'm I'm trying to go after somebody. And what I, I am not you. I just want people to understand their roles and where they're at. So that is what my intent is and all of it. Okay. I just want to use our time wisely and I want to know what it is. Well, then we should move on. About. So if you don't want to answer the question, that's fine. We've then already we have three on. votes, so it'll be. Point of order. Chair, could you take over the meeting again? Uh, yes. And I would like to point out that criticizing another person's motives and questioning them. Point of order. You're not, it is not your job to hold me accountable. That is an act of white supremacy. Laurel, please Point tell me Point of order. Okay. It's not your job to hold me accountable. That's an act of white supremacy. That is correct. So a minor squabble over whether a point ought to be heard and whether a question ought to be answered all of a sudden is white supremacy. Hmm. Black progressive member reaches the most mundane of disagreements and starts yelling white supremacy. Surely she's not going to go on on that tack because it's so absurd. Please tell me what rule Gordon is violating. Point of order. We have voted on it. Please take over the meeting and move on. What you're doing right now is retaliation and harassment of a black board member. Laurel, when somebody says the point of order. What you're doing right now is retaliation and harassment of of your black board member. Laurel. We have voted on it and we have moved on. Point of order calls for the board to, for the chair to do something. It doesn't. It's not just the thing that you Point say. Point of order say is whatever you say. Over the I, I need both of you to stop. Point of order calls for me to ask you what violation is happening. If you can tell me what Gordon is violating, I will let you know whether I take it into account or not. Now I was the parliamentarian in my 4-H club, but I still did not. Did that learn. come with like a sash or a special hat or something? <laughs> I still. Did not learn. I read some of the rules. I knew some of the rules, but I, I got, I, I end up in meetings now and then where things like point of order were come up and like, I don't particularly know what the rules are around all these things, but these people sound like they do. And she yeah. was, she was just using it as kind of a point of order, point of order. <laughs> we need that's, to move on to something I want to talk about. That's the lady who claims every disagreement is white supremacy, Laurel. Uh, so uh, now the poor chair is going to try to make the point that if you're going to shout point of order, we got to do the point of order thing. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what the way these meetings are run. I My point of order is to say it is up to you to control this meeting. And when he is bullying me and coming after me and retaliating against me, it is inappropriate. So please hold yourself accountable and do your leadership job. It is important. The point of order, and so not violated any of our rules. The point is not well taken. Thank you. What is the next item? I appeal the point of order to the board. Then we can vote on that. 
All those in favor of Laura's Maya controlling the meeting instead of Gordon controlling the meeting. That's my point of order. That's what I said. That is several mm -hmm. times. Go ahead. Go ahead. Point of order has shifted, Laurel. No, it has not. And please do not gaslight me. That is also you, an act when, of white supremacy. Please do not. Stop. I when have said exactly. Appeal, when you appeal my decision, it is not debatable. It is not debatable. It can be taken to a vote, but it's not debatable. Period. So all those in favor of supporting Your behavior is white supremacy. Everybody can see it. Laurel, you, you need to stop. Your hostility and indecorum. Oh my word. Do you think it's appropriate? You are my peer. You do not tell me what I need to do. I didn't tell you anything. You that just you told me what I need to do. I I am going to I adjourn. Really? The meeting is hereby adjourned that at somebody 11 p.m. Control this meeting. The meeting is you are, don't have the ability at this point. Your hostility is at a high. Laurel, the meeting is done. The meeting has been adjourned at 10, 11 p.m. You are out of order. The crazy lady did have a point, is that the sane lady did tell her what she needed to do. She said, well, yeah. you need to stop. <laughs> right, right. Don't you tell me what I need to I'm the I'm the chair of the meeting. That's the that's what I'm supposed to do. But the visual at the very end was priceless, and uh, you can't see it. It's radio, obviously. Oh, God, it's making me tense listening to it. Oh, I know it. So the poor lady who is trying to run the meeting says, this meeting is adjourned, and one by one, the cameras click off, like every three or four seconds. It unfolds fairly slowly until there's just the, the Laurel crazy person and one other dude. Then he cliff clicks off. And she's sitting there looking at the screen like, with her face hanging out, as my old band director used to say. Um, like, so, okay, so it's a Zoom meeting and, everybody, with this? and everybody left and she's still on there. Yeah, Point of order. With a look on her face like, <laughs> when is justice going to be done? <laughs> so she's, she's, how long she hang around on the Zoom meeting by herself after everybody left? I don't know. The video ends after about three or four seconds of oh, oh. her staring at the screen. <laughs> Funny. Wait a second. Where did everybody go? <laughs> so, oh God! Yeah, this I... is that's the lovely Laurel O'Rourke of uh, of uh, Springfield, Oregon. Point of order. Or Eugene. I'm sorry. I I'm guessing that they're in a world of hurt. They're trying to figure out how they're going to go forward here. If she's going to keep pressing that stuff. <sighs> I need yeah. both of you to stop. Uh, by the way, it's worth mentioning that Gordon, who this Laurel O'Rourke lunatic was accusing of bullying her. <laughs> and being a white supremacist. And, well, of course, yeah. Um, how, how do I say this charitably? Because he seemed to be a fine fellow just trying to get through this meeting. And as a progressive American, of course, uh, he was confronted with white supremacy and bullying and the rest of it. And he wasn't quite sure what to do then. I, I would not describe him as a forceful right-wingy type. More like a dyed-in-the-wool, uh, progressive probably talks about toxic masculinity with a straight face type guy. The idea that he was bullying anybody is hilarious. Man, you got you got more sand than me if you can stick around and fight that fight. I would I would just my every fiber of my being would have been making me want to just leave.
I just am not dealing with this. The point is not well taken. Thank you. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I've got to admit, I, I cannot passively take the false accusations of white supremacy, etc. The moment somebody gently, effeminately disagrees with you, all of a sudden you start screeching about white supremacy, you're a crazy person and a racist, by the way. Yeah, well, um, that's... You clearly hate white people because they're white. You are a racist and mentally touched. That's always been the problem with the whole racism claim, which is basically what you're saying when you claim white supremacy, is uh, there's, there's, there's no response, really, other than no, I'm not, but... Well, of course, the, the all-purpose uh, go-to for the uh, so-called anti-racist crowd, who are terrible racists, the, the critical theory crowd is that all of the institutions of this country are racist. So appealing to parliamentary order is white supremacy. Saying, it's not your turn to speak, you got to let Gordon finish. That's white supremacy. If you appeal to any institution, any set of rules, any anything, even the law, you're a white supremacist. I'm sure she believes that. So was that last night? Uh, a couple of days ago, something like that. So I wonder when their follow-up meeting is and how they're going to handle that. I'm sure they're all gathering and pouring over the rule book to try to figure out what's the way to handle this within the rules. Point of order. And keep this from spiraling completely out of control. Yeah, I'm looking at the account in the local newspaper, and they're saying, uh, you know, the various people involved to say, hey, look, our job is looking out for the kids and the schools. We're going to do it in spite of the tension, blah, blah, blah. But you would have to come up with a way. We got to have be able to have a vote or something to 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 get her to shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's what you'd be thinking behind the scenes. I think maybe you'd have to start with now Laurel. If I say I like Chicago style pizza better, and you say you like New York style pizza better, that's not white supremacy. Can we agree? Can I disagree with you? Moral? No, uh, it has not. And please. Do not gaslight me. That is also an act of white supremacy. Please do not. She dropped a gaslight in the middle of it. In the same sentence as white supremacy. So uh, she said, ding, extra progressive points. Webster's word of the year got thrown in there. Uh, Much more on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Tune in the depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you been following this? I've been trying to figure out if, uh, what, if I'm in favor of this or not, because I generally don't like the government getting involved in really pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, so the government's trying to force airlines to not be such bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> Like the current plan is, they'll they'll, they'll owe six hundred million dollars to passengers. They screwed because they're bastards uh, over the years. Because currently, there's no damned penalty for them. For for instance, when uh, not long ago, I sat on the tarmac for five hours without being allowed to get off the plane, and then they just put us back in the airport, and we all went home because we didn't even go anywhere. And you get nothing for that. Nothing. You're a bad libertarian. The penalty is you don't do business with them anymore. Right, right. Theoretically. Right, right. But that doesn't seem to be working. So that's that's right. that's where I, I don't know. And smarter people than me have to figure out how you work that out if you're a you don't want the government to get involved sort of person. But but currently, the, the situation is crazy. Remember a couple of years ago when my kids and I got screwed by bastards at United <laughs> Airlines? Oh, wow. When we were flying he's to a, see... He's militant folks. When we were fly, flying to see um, uh, grandparents. But anyway, it was another one of those delayed, delayed, delay. have to spend the night and everything like that. And I went up to the desk and I knew it wasn't doing me any good, but I thought I just wanted to say it. Look, we made a deal. I gave you $1,500 for a product. You didn't give me the product. So there should be some compensation for that. And they just looked at me like I was a crazy person, of course. Right, there's of no, course. Because there's no compensation for that. And what other area of your life do you give four figures or hundreds of dollars even for anything and you just don't get it? And you're just supposed to say, oh, shucks, and walk off. Name one other area where that happens, <laughs> other than well, you, gambling. <laughs> you get it the next day or the day after that. That's not the product you paid for. That's right. Absolutely. No, I, I see your point exactly. You know, this reminds me of a couple of other, different areas where there's a ton of government involvement in an industry. Just not really where it would be the most helpful, maybe. 
I don't know, but that's that's a tough one. Well, and the reason because there's not nearly enough competition for me to say, okay, uh, Blue Nighted Airlines, you've screwed me twice in a row. I'm never flying Blue Nighted again because I have Felta and <laughs> and and Mouthwest and you know these other places, and and they all fly to the same places, roughly the same fare, except they really don't. In some cases. Well, everything about this rubs me the wrong way. But the net result would be, uh, if they have to pay $600 million in fines to people they've screwed because they're bastards, um, they'll they'll change their behavior. They'll figure out a way. Oh, my God. All those people on the plane, we're going to have to pay them each the $300 or whatever it's going to be. we got to get them off that plane. We can't let them sit there in the tarmac all day long so that we can keep our other planes on time. That's the way it works. Every time I tell this story, people's eyes glaze over. Nobody cares. But it's all about if you screw one plane the entire afternoon and keep all the other planes on time, then your percentages of on-time departures is very, very high. And that's what mm-hmm. they currently care about. They don't care about if they screw one plane. Well, maybe if they had to pay a bunch of money to that plane, they would. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that that plane is the sacrificial lamb, yeah, and yeah. those aboard it will suffer for yep. the rest of us. And if you happen to be on that plane, change your entire day, entire weekend, entire vacation. Then and, and and well, again, they don't care because they're bastards. But we'll see if this what happens because currently, I think it's six hundred million dollars they're going to be forced to pay out. This this could be the reason I bring it up is this could be a major change to flying, and a major change is needed. Yeah, a lot of what you've said has been true for a long time, but the pilot shortage in the wake of the pandemic has made it extra bad. So, well, but they well, well then don't book the flights. If you don't have the pilots, if you don't have the room, if you don't have the workers that you can't do it, then don't book a full flight. Don't book 50 full flights going to that town today. If you can't provide the product. I don't know. I hope it's a sea change in the whole freaking thing. It's a fine rant and well delivered. Everybody join me. For all the good it'll do. I hate everything about flying. Every aspect of it. (laughs) You know, I think you may be... uh, They say that dogs can sense somebody with a fear or hostility toward dogs, and so they're more likely to get bit. I think the airlines sense your hostility. Could be. And therefore attack you. My last several flying experiences have been idyllic. Just wonderful. You see that guy? The hostile guy? Hand me a suitcase. I'm going to shove it over here. (laughs) <laughs> it's his suitcase is going to Hawaii. He ain't gonna walk around with a scowl like that. I kind of got it. Uh, I got to take a leak. Open that suitcase for me. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Word of the year for 2022 from Merriam-Webster is gaslighting. Let's talk about gaslighting. Gaslighting. Gaslighting, a term that's used widely in popular culture. The act or practice of grossly misleading someone. Gaslighting is one of the worst forms of manipulation. Make you feel like you're the problem. You said I'm gaslighting you. Gaslighting is a manipulation tactic. There you go making things up again. That's used to make you question your own reality. You must be insane. Gaslighting is not real. You're just crazy. So I decided I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me that's not what i said that certainly was the <laughs> that last part was great <laughs> it certainly was the word i was the sickest of at the end of the year so i guess that kind oh. of makes it the word of the year miriam webster's dictionary's word of the year so i was uh wanting to do this segment and look at some of the other words you know that made like the top 10 words of the year or whatever and so i i googled it and one of the you know when you google it gives you some uh, uh, other common questions people are asking or whatever Sure, yeah. Suggestions? One of the top one is, what are some good words for 2022? <laughs> Who's Googling that? Like, you're going to a holiday party and you're thinking, well, honey, I need some new words. All I got's last year's words. What did you think of 2022, Jim? Oh, I got no words. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the words for you. Moron, paste eater, dunderpate. If you, Always if you have now. to Google what are some good words for this year. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think we all know what, ga- I, I don't know when I learned gaslighting. It was sometime in the last year, 18 months. I was unaware of the term, I think. Psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the val- val- validity of their own thoughts, perception, reality, or memory. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's uh, horribly overused, and we seem to get by without it for a very long time. It's not a new uh, phenomenon. People. It's it's subtly different from lying. It's it's an interesting concept, though. It, it is. It is. An, it comes from play. 
But um, and we've talked about it before, and I don't want to talk about it again. But uh, it is, as it says here, it's more insidious than just lying. It's mm-hmm. it's an attempt to make you, yeah, well, doubt your own judgment. I love that last clip. I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to gaslight me? I didn't say that. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, you got to yeah. admit. Uh, so Merriam-Webster is uh, one of the more famous dictionaries in the world, right? And sure. it logs 100 million page views a month on its site. And it chooses its word of the year based solely on the data of the searches it gets. That's where it comes up with it. I'm not sure that's the best way to do it. I think you should go with maybe the most impactful or something. Uh, So you want them to step in and put their thumb on the scale, Mm, (laughs) do you? Activist? Censor? They Mm. weed out evergreen words most commonly looked up to gauge which word received a significant bump over the year before. Making new appearances and that sort of thing. And they don't get into why people look up words. Uh, sometimes it might be spelling. For instance, they think that a lot of people who looked up gaslighting might have been trying to find out if it's one word or two because they were going to use it in print. Um, but you know, I, you know, that doesn't surprise me that many, many people heard that term since it was omnipresent in politics to, uh, to think, what the hell does that mean? Tell you are sick of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, it was in the top 50 lookups the entire year. And uh, was very popular. Last year's word of the year, by the way, was vaccine, with a lot of people looking that up, I guess, wanting to know what is it a vaccine exactly. Rounding out this year's top ten, though. You know, I, I looked up vaccine um, because I have friends and, and coworkers and people I uh, value who had a mis- misperception of what the word vaccine means or immunity. And there were uh, the the subtleties of that were lost in the weird Trumpified uh, uh, tribal arguments over everything COVID. Yeah, well, I don't want to get off on this topic, but um, there's a new book about out about the origin of COVID and all that sort of stuff, and how the vaccine was oversold and treated like other vaccines that we grew up with that actually did the sorts of things that this vaccine does not. To claim otherwise would be some serious gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to start gaslighting you. You're going to start gaslighting me? That's not what I said. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> so the other top ten words of the year. You know, the, the Gen Z vocal fry in that made it even better. <laughs> Oligarch, driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Looked up That's by cool. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Omicron. Okay. Greek letter. Codify, as in turning abortion rights into federal law. I don't understand why it's not codify. It's always bothered me. It's codify. I would have never looked this up, but apparently a lot of people wondered what King Charles's wife, Camilla, newly known as a queen consort, what that means. Mm. All right. This one had a specific dictionary definition that everybody was wondering about. Raid, as in the search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Was that a raid or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that uh, tempest in a, I don't know, maybe not a teapot. Maybe one of those big, like, pots you use for pasta. Bigger than a teapot. Sentient made the list because of Google, some engineer claiming that AI had become sentient. And everybody went, what the hell's sentient? What What counts as sentient? We need to codify sentience uh, lest we be gaslighted. Cancel culture. Mm-hmm. LGBTQIA for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning intersex and asexual, aromatic, or agender. 
What's aromatic? That means you smell nice. I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. Yes. <laughs> Is that a group now? Are they demanding the the pleasant smelling are now marching and demanding their rights? <laughs> aromantic. So uh, n- 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 non-romantic, not a romantic. Hey, how about we strike this deal? You go do whatever you want. You love whoever you want. And you shut up. Do your job. You know, live your life. Anybody violates your rights, tell me about it. And I'll fight on your side. I absolutely will. But meanwhile, I don't need to know who you're sexing up. I don't care. Well, I assume... Including if it's nobody. I assume aromantic's got nothing to do with sex at all. It's just... It's a romance thing, isn't it? An aggressive scent. Or, no, no, that's back to aromatic. Um, (laughs) No, I think it's like uh, asexual. Well, agender is a different word. All right, again, with the, quit with the narcissism of small distinctions. Maybe we can make that the term of the year for 2023. It's, it's, people are desperate for attention, and so they find a way in which they're slightly different from other people and, and, and trumpet it constantly. It's obnoxious. It's adolescent. Stop it. Boy, that one, one of the many horrifying shootings that's happened over the last week a guy went and shot up that gay nightclub that was a giant story for like 48 hours of uh you know republican gay hating trans hating right leaning blah 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 until the guy who shot up the nightclub announced he was non-binary then that story went away immediately yeah, nothing to see here folks let's just keep moving now it's just a gun story Oh, yeah. Boy, did he have a screwed up childhood. I hadn't heard about it. tragic. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I don't want to. God, that's terrible. Terrible. terrible, terrible. Uh, Back to the words of the year in the top ten. Lomi. L-O-A-M-Y. Because Wordle users tried back in August. uh, The the correct word was clown, but somehow everybody came up with Lomi. I don't play Wordle or know how it works, but that apparently that day's Wordle was a big enough deal to make the top 50 or top ten words of the year. Lomi. Missed it. Yeah. I guess I believe Lomi is just a, a dirt that has a lot of loam in it. Yeah, L O A M Y. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in September, Merriam-Webster announced new words added to the dictionary, which they do every year, which included adorkable, which is now actually a word in the dictionary. MacGyver. I'm going to MacGyver this. <laughs> I, you know, I like both of those. I'm fine with both of those. Shrinkflation, which already should have been a word and is yep. definitely a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um. That's in the dictionary now. And yeet. I feel like I remember that coming up. My kids know yeet. I don't remember what it is, though. Delaney May, my daughter, who is now 23, uh, uh, introduced yeet to me several years ago. And that is. Um, It's hilarious. It it essentially means uh, leave. I'm going to yeet. I'm going to yeet out of here. Okay. (laughs) If if I think there may be subtleties to it that I missed. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny. And the slang category, which is its own category in the dictionary, new additions include janky, which should be a word. That, that, that shouldn't just be in the slang category. Yeet's a word, but janky is slang? Come on. What's the difference between slang and not slang? I don't know, but janky's pretty common at this point, I feel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Of very poor quality is what janky means. Mm -hmm. Sus, which my kids use every single day, suspicious or suspect. Yeah, that's that's just cutesy. I don't know. Some of them bother me. Some don't. That one bothers me. <laughs> uh, and look, but this is, seems like more of an in-print sort of a word. Or look, look, L-E-W-K. That's a fashion look that is distinctive to the wearer and then is noticeable and memorable to others. Like your look. 
Luke. Luke. Wow, I'm totally out of the loop on that, which is not surprising if you know me. Last year, abbreviations like... I do not have a Luke. <laughs> they have abbreviations in the dictionary, of course. Last year, abbreviations like TBH, to be honest. FTW, for the win. Okay, I've never seen or used that one. Uh, were added. Uh, pop culture terms like Fox Hot, F-A-U-X, A-A-W-K, Fox Hawk. I don't know what that is. What? And dad bod. Like faux hawk? Faux hawk? Oh, that's, a... that's, yeah, oh, that's the hair. Where, okay. The yeah, hair thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know it was spelled that way. Um, dad bod, clearly. This should be in the dictionary. I'm a dad. I got a bod. Thank what do you God. Want? Thank God in the United States, and I'm wrapping this up if you're getting tired of it. Um, the, not at all. Thank it's God, charming. Thank God in the United States we use Merriam-Webster's Dictionary and not the Oxford Collins English Dictionary, which recently announced their word of the year is permacrisis, which seems a little too serious. But that's a pretty good one, actually, uh, which defines yeah. an extended period of instability and insecurity, which we're all living in a permacrisis. That's funny. I interpreted it as... Uh, a government official, perhaps a lunkhead governor of a giant western state, who pretends the emergency is eternal to hold on to power. But it's the me. it's the feeling. The term perfectly embodies the dizzying sense of lurching from one unprecedented event to another as we wonder bleakly what new horrors might be around the corner. That's good writing. I definitely have that feeling and have had it for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In fact, that might be my word of the day. That is a, that is a good definition right there. That that is what it feels like, isn't it, everybody? Mm-hmm. It just it feels like we go from one this has never happened in my lifetime or anybody's life in some cases to another, and it feels like okay, what's the next one? All the time. I need a Luke that reflects that. You know, I want people to look look at look at my Luke and realize, oh, he's he's expressing the perma crisis that is. Infused all of our lives with gas lighty something or other. You need a susness. You need a Luke that isn't sus but covers your dad bod. Right. Precisely. And you can keep telling people, no, I look great, even if you don't, and try to gaslight them, but I'm not sure it will work. No, not if they have eyes. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I came across this uh, actually on Tim Sandifer's uh, Twitter feed, which he just had at the top. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, And it's from uh, L.A. Parent Union Twitter feed. L.A. Schools shared this food neutrality video. Again, yes, he said food neutrality. And so you're about to hear this video, and then I'll hit you with some of the comments from people about it. Uh, uh, There's a little skit here at the beginning, and then you're going to hear a nutritionist and another woman talking. It's only about a minute long, and uh, if it's hard to understand, we'll go through some of it when it's over. Here we go. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh, no. Are they moldy? I mean, are they poisoned? Are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising, or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. 
Remember that you do not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants. Or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. Food neutrality. There is no good food and bad food. It's all equal, unless it's poison or spoiled. But other than that, they're all the same. Where do you even start with that? I know. Uh, some of the responses on here. Uh, what are they trying to do? I don't get it. What is the goal of lying about donuts to make kids believe they can eat anything, everything, and be just as healthy as skinny McSalad face over there? No offense, skinny. Uh, somebody else saying, system systems of oppression have created false food hierarchies. Right? WTF. <laughs> Which is which is a proper response to that sentence. Systems wow. of oppression have created false food hierarchies. What? <laughs> wow. I, you know, <laughs> oh my God. it is hilarious and bizarre, but it's scary that, that people have fallen under the sway of these cults. <laughs> Somebody said, F it. I'm going on a strictly nutter, butter, and cognac diet from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also... Nutter butters. Mm. This excellent point from Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer. The logic really would conclude that the difference between life and suicide is merely a subjective preference, and that a preference for the former is kind of a wrongful discrimination. Uh, yeah, the whole idea, systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food. Who are you people? And this actually is from the L.A. school district. That's, that's who the video is from. Teaching this to the second largest group of children of any school district in America. While maybe the biggest health problem we have in America, COVID aside, over the last decade has been obesity. (laughs) And the kids can't read and write. And they're suicidal and anxious and depressed. And their achievement scores are in the toilet. But L.A., L.A. schools taking plenty of time to teach them that donuts are every bit as healthy as broccoli. And anybody who tells you differently is inst- or is reinforcing systems of oppression. Wow! What the hell? I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around. I, I, I can certainly understand how if you were a certain age, uh, uh, you could just check out. You could just check, you know what? I'm going to go do my job, whatever it is. I'm going to come home. I'm going to weed the garden. I'm going to watch the NFL. You um, people have lost your effing minds. <laughs> I'm no longer interested in participating in society. Uh, and d- am I, does this see, does this, all this stuff seem to be growing or shrinking? Sure feels like it's growing. It's absolutely growing. Uh, it's grown to the point that the forces countering it, like ourselves, are being heard more and more and observed more and more. But you're still seeing, you know, fairly vaunted institutions like the New York Times or whatever trying to claim that uh, complaining about critical race theory is a right-wing fantasy or conspiracy theory. It's not being taught in our nation's schools. 
So it's, um, you know, the, the forces of sanity are growing in strength and number. But I think, you know, it's easy to misinterpret how many people are on the bandwagon because of the nature of our show and our audience. Uh, I think there are many, many people who don't have the slightest idea what their kids are being taught in school. Um, somebody said it was explained to everyone at our previous public school that white or non-poor parents shouldn't teach their kids that processed food is junk food because they might be judging other kids' food choices. What a bizarre notion. A bag of Doritos is either junk food or it's not, regardless of who's eating it or any of your hierarchies of oppression or any of your other Mm. talk. Mm, There's some white supremacy. So don't teach your teenage boys not to rob liquor stores because that could be seen as judging other people's uh, ways to uh, pay the rent. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And again, I had to spend a little time on that to make sure that was real because it's so silly. It could easily have been, you know, from the Babylon Bee or something. False food hierarchies? Was that the phrase? There's no such thing as a bad food unless it's poisoned or spoiled. Uh, Au contraire, signed every nutritionist in history. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.